Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bodorf and Rusty Nixon. Voices ready? <sighs> I guess. Does that sound loud to you? There we go. That's better. Is that better? Yeah. For me, is it better for you? I, oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, I'm only hearing out of Yeah, I know. I got... Here, let, me see if I can, again. let me see if I can play engineer here. That help? It's, still, it's still ringing. Oh, okay. All right. It's kind of like... Yeah, that's usually how I fix things. Yeah. Just, you know. You need a bigger hammer. Uh, yeah, well, it was just my hand. I don't... Is that what a hammer's for? Yes. To bang fix, on fix, stuff? To fix things. To fix things? Yeah. So I can yeah, use it on anything. You know, uh, just a yeah. tap with the end of the screwdriver. <laughs> I don't know anything about tools. I'm useless. That's the bottom line. I am just totally useless. Ah. So how you been? Uh, not feeling well, I understand. Not, not feeling well, working too much. That Whatever it is is going around. I had it last week. I've still got it in the head. Really? See, yours is a little different than mine. Mine yeah. was nowhere near the head. <laughs> well, other than a certain... Being, being there. Other, other than a certain orifice being in the head that was useful for where I was sick. So... Uh, other than that, no, I uh, I didn't have anything in the head. <laughs> but people have been telling me that yeah, all my life. Yeah, that wasn't a uh, good yeah, choice of words for no, me, was I, it? I walked right into that, didn't I? So did I. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know what it is, but it, everybody in my house had it. Now, they only had it for like 12 hours. I mean, it, it was like over almost before it really? started. Me, I'm, I got it for days. Huh. I still am not completely over it. Still not really hungry at this point. So, oh darn! Yeah, I know. I might actually. Your, your body may enjoy that. Yeah, my body's probably telling me, "Look, you know, let's hold off another week." Yeah, let's just kind of <laughs> wait on this. Maybe, maybe we can get rid of some of this uh, excess whatever it is you've got going on there around your stomach. So, you uh, okay? Now, tell me about you, you. The power went off. You said, "Yeah, in your place last week." Just town, for a second, really? With that high wind on Thursday. Oh, you know, I got a little bit of a dim, but it, then it came right back. Yeah, it was just for a few seconds, yeah. but it's long enough to screw oh, things yeah. up. Oh, imagine everything in your place is. Are you still finding stuff that needs to be? No, just the computers. That was the problem. <laughs> well, I, that's a big problem. Yeah. Um. You have fun resetting everything, or still haven't got them done. Really? I need. I for once, I need outside help. Well, there you go. I hope nothing like got. Oh no! Burned fine. up. I just don't know what to do to get them right. Right. Well. Hmm. I wish I could help you. I know a guy. <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. Uh. See me later. I know a guy. We'll yeah. take care of it for okay. you. I, I know a guy. <laughs> uh, I know a guy for everything, I guess. I don't know. Um, 
Are you okay? Now you said you're putting in a a new floor or what, over in the deli. Well, my one cooler leaked and kind of loosened up tiles on the floor and the wood underneath. And then I had a dishwasher problem that put a little bit of water on the floor, so I had to repair that area. So that's been my last two weekends. It's awful hard to do during when we're open. Yeah, that would be so very difficult. I get to spend my Sundays and Monday afternoons working on those projects, but I got them both done. So, well, at least you can do them. Yeah, but I mean, if you had to hire somebody to come in and do that, that'd be costing you. Yeah, good. from nine to five on Easter Sunday. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I know. <sighs> I'm sorry, Jim. Yeah, I can tell. I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm going to have some more coffee too, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. Ah. So what's, what else is new in Plymouth? Um, uh, I don't know. Don't you? I don't know anything, man. I go to the ballpark, and I go home and sleep, and then I come in here in the morning. That's that's pretty much... It's the spring. I don't know what's going on anywhere. You don't write any stories? Not outside of sports stories. Oh, okay. So that's pretty much all that's going on in my do you life. Do you do that in your, your sleep or what? Mm, it seems like it, yeah. A lot of people would say that. Yeah, huh? it's, it seems like it. Yes, <laughs> it, it does seem Ooh. like it. That's okay. I got that one in there, didn't That's I? okay. I've been at this a long time. I've heard them all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, you haven't heard them all. I've heard them all. I've heard. I've heard some. There, there have been people that have yelled at me about ruining their child's scrapbook. Literally, that's. I, I had that yelled at me one time on the telephone. Huh. Um, you know, just stuff like that. Real rational. <laughs> I see. <laughs> really rational and well thought out and calm. Nobody ever gets upset. Where did Dingus Day come from? I don't know. It's a good question. Is that just a South Bend deal? No, it's all over the place. I know it's a big deal in South Bend because they have a huge Polish uh, uh, population, a lot of, uh, you know, from uh, Polish descent. Um, Let's look it up. That's why we have... Is that today? Yes. Oh. That's when all the politicians come out. Uh, I used to live over by the PNA, which is Polish National... Yeah. Uh, uh, it's like a, I don't know. It's it's a, I forget what it Were is. It, it actually, huh? Are you Polish? No, not even a little bit. Oh, I am. Um, let's bit. see. Well, it's a Roman Catholic celebration held on Easter Monday across Central Europe and in small parts of Eastern and Southern Europe and South Bend, Indiana. The tradition is widely. Asso- I made that last part up myself. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, I did. Tradition is widely associated with Poland and is observed by Polish diaspora communities, particularly among Polish Americans who call it Dingus Day. It's actually Smigus Dingus. Smigus Dingus. Smigus Dingus is the official name. Sounds like a commercial where that lady is selling all that stuff on TV. She's always got a stupid name for whatever she's selling. <laughs> Set on the like the tiki the, lights, tiki. Oh, oh okay. All a- right. ASA deals or something. Uh, 
I don't. I think I missed that one. I haven't watched much late night television in no, a long a, time. It's yeah. not late night. Oh, of course not. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I forgot who I'm talking if to. It's you, past nine o'clock. Yeah, I didn't see it. You and I both have the same I might lifestyle. Have heard it in my sleep. <laughs> my wife leaves the TV on half the night. I remember the old days when I was working overnights. I uh, would just stay up the nights that I wasn't working because it was pointless to you get into another schedule for a day and a half and, and then you're really right and it, you yeah and then you basically spend four days out of seven feeling like garbage so I just started staying up so I I had a lot of late night shows late night stuff that just the the miracle ladder was always a fun one uh that was you could get the miracle ladder on almost any station after one in the morning so never heard of that one you never heard of the Miracle Ladder? Uh-uh. Oh, it does everything. Everything. You can use it as scaffolding. You can use it as a... Oh, that fold. Yeah, the one that yeah. folds in a hundred different ways. You yeah. can you can use it for anything. Until you get on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Miracle Ladder. Come on. Okay. My uh, kids and I were talking about that. There was a bunch of that. I forget what we were watching. I want to buy my wife some of those knives that they keep. Oh, yeah. With, yeah. The granite knives. The granite said, knives yeah, the yeah. granite knives. Yeah, that you know, was the old. old. The old lady goes, whack. <laughs> it just falls apart. I know. You got a pineapple. You just swing at it. It's like a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> it works that way. It's I'm... all that lady can do to pick up the knife, but man, can she <laughs> whack things. That's just right in half with that pineapple. Yeah, I, my kids and I were making fun of that. All that stuff you see on television, it works just like that. Just yeah. exactly like that when you get it. The granite stone skillets. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I've had a couple of those things, and, and they usually do work. Yeah. But not even within a billion miles of what they show you on TV. I really? mean, I had a nice, I bought a ceramic knife one time that I'd seen on television. And I liked it, but it wasn't. I mean, basically, this kind of told me it was going to cook dinner for me, and it, it didn't it did, do that. Didn't it, huh? No, Damn. it didn't. I was disappointed. Yeah, I it was sharp enough that I almost cut my finger off with it. But yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, literally, it went. I did it before a basketball game, and I'm ble- pretty much bleeding out. <laughs> and I wrap it up in a towel, and I. Oh, I shouldn't tell this story because uh, it might get somebody in trouble. <laughs> Let's put it this way: I went and saw somebody I knew, and very dear and near, a, a good friend of mine who who actually gave me three stitches <laughs> before I broadcast a basketball game. So yeah. Yeah, it was that bad, but yeah, it was it, the knife was good. I liked it. I would imagine MD wasn't in his title. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Jim. I have no clue what you're talking about. What it, were we talking about something that was medical what related of, what or what? What thread was it? Uh, it was. It might have been fishing line. I don't know. It was. It was but something. It worked. It, worked. it okay. stopped the bleeding. I was able to. I was able to go on in spite of my injury and play on. Yeah, this uh, week I'm pretty well healed up. See, I don't have any big bruises this week. Oh yeah. So you weren't carrying anything. Uh, my wife didn't touch me <laughs> that's about what it takes anymore and i'm black and blue yeah i know what you mean i have no, you uh, don't you're not there yet oh yeah i am i i i will i have gotten to the point where i have bruises 
on I'll, cruises. Yeah, but I will not have the slightest idea what you touched, how it happened, no clue how it happened. Don't remember bumping into anything. Don't remember being pinched by anything. Don't remember any sort of contact with anything. And there's a bruise. I, yeah. It's weird. I know it. <sighs> well, you've been listening to old men complaining about bruises. We'll be back after this. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I suppose we're going to get a bunch of phone calls on bruising. Yeah, we could do that. Um, well, no, we have no fun at all. No fun at all. Yeah. Um, I need to mention something here. Do you? Yeah. Wait a minute. Is it 20 after? Yeah, I, I was told that we promised somebody that we would do this. Okay. Uh, okay, evidently, and I'm not sure, uh, Kathy said it was Coach Snyder, so it could be pretty much any of about six people. Oh. Uh, it could be Bill. It could be uh, Pooch. It could. I mean, they're the Snyder brothers are they're all coaches. Okay? okay, so I'm not sure which one this was, but but I got a feeling it was Pooch because it's about Argus. Now, evidently, Hank Aaron played in a uh, an exhibition game when he was with Indianapolis in the old Negro leagues. He played for the Indianapolis Clowns, um, and they were coming up here to South Bend. It was Bill. Okay, Bill, this is for you then. Um, the uh, supposedly he played the uh, game against the Argus Merchants, some kind of a, a promotional game or a exhibition game, as they were coming up uh, to play in South Bend. Okay, um, and they can't remember if that's true or not. They think it was right around 1952. Um, they're trying to figure out, but they, it was like an Argus Merchants team that played against them, and he wouldn't know if anybody knew anything about it to maybe call a station or whatever. They're just looking. They want to make sure they're not, you know, dreaming. Yeah, and one, you know, they don't quite remember. They, it's one of those things. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's in the kind of in the back of your mind. Yeah, I got you, a lot of things hiding yeah, back yeah, there. Yeah, a lot of stuff. But they, you know, they wondered if anybody had any more uh, uh, detailed information on that. So, uh, uh, if you do, you can just call in here. We'd be happy to to get that out there. But yeah, he asked if we would do that, so I did it. And why did you have to do it at nine twenty? Because I was told that they would be listening at nine twenty. Oh, okay. so uh, I wanted to make sure that <laughs> they heard. You. Give them, yeah, and give them a shout out. How you doing, guys? But anyway, uh, that is. Uh, they don't have those merchant leagues anymore. <clears throat> no, they don't. Because Plymouth had, you know, men's basketball. Oh yeah, um, there was a. Uh, I don't want to call it semi-pro because I'm not not sure that's exactly what it was. But there was a team based here back when they had the stadium out there and the where the pool is now, baseball field. There was like a little grandstand and everything else that was out there. Okay. Um, and they had a team in the summertime that was, uh, I, I think it was, they were amateurs, but it was, they played a lot of, my dad played on the team in the summertimes when he was out this of was college. During, yeah, this was during the winter, though. The oh, day, during, they yeah. They used to use Centennial oh, Gym. Oh, oh, okay, I remember that. Yeah, and there my was dad, a summer league that was one of the my best. My dad played in that, and then when I got out of school, I played in it for like a year. And then I moved away, and when I came back, it was gone. Yeah. 
Now, they did have the Summer League for a lot of years. Did they? Yeah. And that was one of the best in the state. They had people playing from all over the place. Pro players, semi-pro players, or minor league pro players, high college players. I mean, they had they had some really good teams out there. You're putting me to sleep this morning. Oh, okay. Sorry. Didn't mean to bother you there, Jim. Yeah, okay. I know it's your show, so. Yeah. But, yeah, they used to have a... Uh, a men's baseball thing that went on. Two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was all kinds of... They don't have those things anymore, really, anywhere. But you know what I see is today's generation of young people spend more time with their families. The men do. Mm. Really? Yeah. See, I, I did. You know, when my kids were growing up, you know, our job was to earn the living. Right, yeah. Uh, today, a lot of the young people, the men, really are active in their kids' lives. And they, you know, it's like they don't go to the bars. I mean, they, they do a lot of things with the kids that is different. Right. Well, I know that I was like that. Because, see, you know, as busy as my dad was, he was always, always there. He's always around. Um, and I, I got a lot out of that, being able to be around my dad so much. Yeah. Um, and I wanted that for my kids. So I made up my mind that when I finally decided to because I waited till later in life, I wanted to make sure that I was going to make that my focus is raising my kids. Yeah. That I was going to be done with all the the me stuff. And so I wasn't going to be that dad that was then, never we there. Got, we got married younger. Yeah, you, you know, did. A lot of the kids don't get married till they're 25, right. 30 years old yeah. anymore. Yeah. I was married at 18. Yeah, I like I said, I waited till later for kids just because. Well, and, and when you marry young, you know, especially if you don't go to college, it's all you can do to support your family. Right. And if you are going to college, it's all you can do to live. <laughs> so. <laughs> well, I don't know. Nowadays, you can make a really good living without going to college. I mean, it's good to have some extra education, yeah. technical ed- education or something like that, but. For the most part, you can. Well, my kids are doing better than I'm doing right now. Every one of them. They all make more money than me. My dad used to say that to me when I started traveling. <laughs> he says, uh, I'm proud of you, son. He says, You make more money than I do. Yeah. But he says, uh, I make more per hour than you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of Monday those situations. Morning. Yeah. Get up Monday morning and come back Friday night. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you okay, mean. Okay, Dad, you're right. Yeah. No, I just, every one of my kids, their first job, they make more money than I do. So I'm I'm pretty proud of that, actually. I'm, yeah. I'm glad they did well for themselves. I got one that's going to, he doesn't make any money, but he's in college. Kind of like his dad. Huh? Yeah, kind of like me. <laughs> no, he's graduating this spring, so, you know, and I'm, he's spent most of his time trying to not ungraduate himself from college but uh yeah he, ungraduate. so i'm i'm that's a new one well i just made it up on the fly you like that ungraduate you can use that if you want to i don't have a copyright How do you on it, ungraduate? So. um you know most metaphors don't bear a close examination jim you ever you ever know that oh man <laughs> that's like looking at your facebook page and trying to figure out what you meant <laughs> 
Yeah. Me? Yeah. Oh, come on. Just need to have a sense of humor. Is that what it is? Yeah. Maybe that's what I lack. <laughs> well, I don't know. Only you can only you can decide that. That's the that's the bottom line on that. Jim. Whether I have a sense of humor? Yeah. Huh. I think you do. Do you? I think you do, but it's incredibly dry. Oh. You know that you know what I mean by that? It's like You'll say something that's absolutely hilarious and not change expression whatsoever. Really? My dad's a lot like that. He'll say something that's... Ab- and he used to do that when he was yelling at us. I so mean, when he was when he was screaming at us after a so game... So was he mad or wasn't he? I, that's the thing. That is the that he was screaming at us and he'd say something that was absolutely hilarious, but you did not dare laugh, laugh or change expression or it got worse. I, I think... I think you're right because it confuses a lot of people. Yeah. You know, they don't know whether you meant something good or exactly. something bad. Exactly. And if you don't know the, you know, like if they don't know right. me, they're taking it like, wow. Yep. I and agree that with isn't you. how I meant it. Yeah. Yeah. You're exactly right. Because uh, I get that reaction from people. And that's, you know, that's. So then I have to try and explain. And see, that's why you should be like me. I'm just nuts. I mean, I'm just... I, I'm, oh, I, and you think I'm, I'm better? I, 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 I enjoy zany madcap humor. Yeah, so, I'm kidding. you know. I, uh, but I... Yeah, Dad I like was... To, I like to understand humor, though. You know, when you read something and you don't get it. Because it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jim, that hurts. Did it? Yeah, that hurts. <clears throat> I'm not... A far off the mark, though. Still hurts. Okay. I apologize. Uh-huh. No, it's okay. I understand you have a dry sense of humor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dry person. Uh, yeah. I want to mention one thing here. Uh, we have a guest today. Steve Beam is in with uh, Pam Schweitzer Betts. We'll get to them in just a few moments. What do you have to do? Um, I want to mention the FOP Lodge 195 Mother's Day raffle. The tickets are going very quickly, so if you want one or more, you need to hurry up. Uh, There are 600 tickets, and like I said, there are only 600. That's it. There won't be any more sold. They're $5 each, and there is a whole bunch of, of charities. This goes to Relay for Life, Ounce of Prevention. Uh, Marshall County Hospice, um, Christopher Tallman, I believe. That's a part, oh, okay, that's for me. That's uh, somebody that they, I can interview. So, um, and then what's on the raffle is uh, S's. There I go. I made up this language, Jim. You're going to have to learn it with me. Go, you know. I'm not even paying any attention. Yeah, I know you're not. Uh, Essence Spa and Salon Spa Day and 10 salt room sessions. A car wash at 821 plus detail. Uh, eight premium washes. Uh, massage by Alley. Ivy Terra Plant Cafe. Uh, Swan Lake Night Stay and a gift card with two times four rounds of golf and a cart. BP Gas Card for 100 bucks. Brass Rail Gift Card. 10 Pizza Hut Large Pizzas, a Yankee Candle, Planet Fitness Bag Towel Bottle, and a Basket by Simply Stated. And all of that, 
I forgot what they said. It's an enormous amount of... I can't do the math. Each one of these things is about $100 and or more. Like the uh, spa session is 320 bucks. The car washes and the detailing, $375 value. So um, if you want a ticket, uh, you got to get a hold of... Uh, uh, no, they didn't tell me. I know you can get a hold of Herschel, uh, but you got to hurry and get them. Uh, if you uh, want one of those. I think anybody in the FOP would be able to sell you a ticket. Really? So, but they are going fast. I'm told this morning they're getting low. So if you want one, you got to get a hold of one of the FOP members. And, uh, this is not a, a gun ticket. raffle. I know. They do that, too. I. Had... When was the last time they did? It's been, well, it was obviously pre-COVID. They didn't do anything during covid like that did they i don't know i don't remember what they do with that maybe that's shop with a cop money or something like that they give that away too i think somewhere <laughs> they give everything any money they make they give away uh speaking of giveaway yes talk while i come back here and see if the raffle tickets are in there. what would you like me to talk about well it? whatever you want you can uh, talk about it. Ooh. I think my my mind went blank. I got a couple again. of these. Good. Really? Um, yeah. So we'll have two gives. That's my language. I just mumble and stumble and, oh. and fun. Got lottery tickets and we got something else coming up later. Uh, some comedy club tickets. Some comedy tickets. They're having a comedy night at uh, uh, the American Legion Post 27. We'll give those away in the next break. Are you part of the show? No. Nobody finds me funny, even a little bit. Not even If you show up, that it's much. funny. Well, yeah, I know. That's the thing. You look at me, I'm a walking sight gag. Okay. But uh, once I open my mouth, every bit of funny over, goes, huh? yeah, that's it. That's all there is to it. So what are you giving away? I'm giving away lottery tickets. Really? I got three of them. Three scratch-offs from the Hoosier Lottery, and we are going to give those to caller number five. Caller five at 936-4096, 936-4096. Caller five, going to get some scratch-offs. If you have won lottery tickets from us in the last six months, please let somebody else have a shot at these. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no taxes, and no hidden cost. What they say is what you pay. Apex Waste is not only a local, family-owned and operated company, but a company dedicated to reliable, friendly service, meeting and exceeding expectations. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. The Belmart BP station at the corner of Michigan and Jefferson Streets in downtown Plymouth not only provides BP fuel to keep you moving down the road, but they can also keep you moving throughout the day. Some gas can cause nasty dirt deposits to build up on critical engine parts, dragging your fuel economy down and leading to unexpected trips to the mechanic. All grades of BP gasoline have Invigorator, a cleaning agent that helps defend your engine against dirt to give you more miles to the tank, and that means more easygoing for you. And how about the fuel you put in your own tank? The Belmart BP station has Gatorade Thirst Quencher, two for three fifty, or the new Buy a Boost. It's a Wonder Water, a plant-based energy drink, 
two for four dollars. Check out the Belmark Coffee Bar with hyper-caffeinated Jamaica Me Crazy, Blueberry Muffin, or Decaf Coffee. Plymouth Belmart BP opens at 4 a.m. for all you early birds. What's your opinion on WTCA employment? Be part of the conversation by calling 574-936-4096 or text the show at 574-307-6647. And now here's Kathy and Rusty. And Les is the winner of our lottery tickets. Les, thank you for playing our little game. All right. Little game? Little game, our little... Is that what that's called? Little game? That's what I call it. Okay. Little prize game, whatever. Um, we have uh, now, Steve. I'm not sure what we're supposed to call this. Does it have a name for this segment, or everything has a name, whether <laughs> we want it or not? We have a name. Well, you're right there. I, I put on my paper here, Military Veterans Hour. Okay, that, that is radio. Uh, yeah, program. Okay, um, we have Steve Beam in. Uh, what did, you're with uh, what organization again? Uh, Kathy just gave me your sheet here. Well, um, I'm, I'm with a couple. Uh, okay, you mentioned FO, FOP 195, right? I don't have any of those raffle tickets. I apologize. <laughs> oh, I'm don't, sorry. Don't I call me, but well, they gave me a paper once again, uh, and it has nobody listed on where to get them. So I'm, I know Herschel will have them. I know Herschel, he's got them a couple of places. I think so. John Weir has them. I'm too. sure he does too. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm, the, with, uh, I'm with the DAV here, Marshall okay. County Chapter 42. Okay, in. Um, what um, I've got a program laid out here, right. Rusty. Right. And uh, I'd like to share it with our listening audience. Okay. Got a guest spe- uh, guest uh, of honor here that I'm going to interview. Okay. The goal is to, and I'm getting out a script here, and I may screw myself <laughs> up. Last time I did this was shop with a cop. And, yeah. Uh, did you screw that up too? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. Well, I, you know, I don't want you to fail and do it right. <laughs> well, you know, I'm amongst good people because uh, I've listened to you guys and I've seen Rusty how he fixed the equipment here in the studio. Oh, yeah, you know, isn't that great? We, yeah, so... Uh, I got my engineering license now, so right. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Well, look, let me, t- let me tell you here. Um, unfortunately, a lot of the military veterans, and I can speak for myself, having served almost 28 years... And why did the Navy get second billing there? And you put, did Renven Gilder get to you first and have you play the Marine Corps? 
it was just you know it was just in the order that I I don't yeah that's above my pay grade I don't think uh, I don't think I have an answer for that so. well you what know, is it name rank and serial number that's all I'm required to give that's, uh, that's right well, <laughs> we won't pull any fingernails out then in that case good 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 but uh, anyway um, it's my hope and, and I've spoken to a lot of veterans in uh, in this area who are not aware of of what they are entitled to, unfortunately. And it's, it's um, I hope, and what I would like to do is to be able to present to our veterans information of what's ongoing in, in the world of veterans' benefits for them, who to contact, etc. I'd also like to bring in some military veterans. Sure. This is a very patriotic community we are fortunate to be part of. Yeah. I was born and raised here in Plymouth, and I left in 1962 to go into the Navy so we could haul the Marine Corps around. <laughs> and I can't understand how they could find people that are willing to run up and, you know, firing machine guns oh, yeah. at them, but yeah. they get off those uh, landing craft and they go, uh, you just see them going up and Right in the face of harm's way, and uh, wonderful people. Ultimate response, uh, respect for them. But we've got a very patriotic community here. And um, I think it would be interesting for them, our community, your listening audience, it's my hope, to be able to interview some of our veterans I think they would be amazed at the magnitude of occupations, um, types of duty stations they've been subjected to, absences, the difficulties associated with it. I'm getting out of my script here, but (laughs) since we're talking about it, what I'm trying to do is hopefully allow this – to happen each month, and right. Jim and Kathy have been gracious, WTCA, very, very supportive of this community and veterans and all these organizations that are trying to benefit and improve Plymouth and all of Marshall County. Right. Is to be able to bring some of these veterans, and I've spoken to several who would, believe it or not, they want to jump at the opportunity to be interviewed. Sure. But also to share what's going on in the world of veterans' benefits. The veterans' benefits uh, programs have changed over the years. I retired in 1990, 28 years. Uh, Incidentally, I had broken military service, and some of them, you folks might remember me from my law enforcement days in Mm -hmm. 1976 to 79. I ran across one veteran that remembered me and praised me for being so kind to him one night. <laughs> I'd completely forgotten. Then I had another one that wasn't so kind. <laughs> I had forgotten. So if, if you recognize my name out there and you had an encounter with me, I hope, if you can remember back that far, that I treated you well and with respect because law enforcement personnel take a tough, tough beating. Yeah, right now. Yep. No, I don't want to go down that road, but okay. uh, I'll stick with the military. But anyway, twenty-eight years, left here in '62, 
went up to Great Lakes to uh, boot camp. Fortunately, I, I was smart enough to go in the summer. Yeah. In the winter, it's a little bit chilly up there. Yeah. And uh, went up there for great uh, for boot camp and went through classification. <clears throat> and they said, what do you want to do in the Navy? I thought that was strange. They were asking me. I thought, but anyway, I says, I want to be a corpsman. Now, this is 62. This is just before Vietnam. Yeah. Apparently, the classifier was smarter than, than I was at that time. He says, no, you don't want to be a corpsman. He says, you want to be a cryptologic technician. Okay. Rusty, I couldn't even spell cryptologic. Well, it was encoded, you know. <laughs> so I says, uh, what, do you, what is this all about? And he gave me all kinds of information that was baloney because he started it out with it. Well, I really don't know because it's classified. <laughs> and when he was done with me, I thought I was coming out of there a James Bond. Well, he was all wet because he really didn't know it was really classified. And what it was is I ended up being trained in signals intelligence. We like to read the enemy's mail. Right. I couldn't talk about this back then because I would, I'd probably have been court-martialed. But sure. after the Pueblo got captured, uh, the whole world <laughs> knew what yeah. we were doing. Yeah. And I had incidentally had some friends on the Pueblo, people that I worked with. But anyway... So I went down to Pensacola, Florida for Class A school. And from there, um, and this is the kind of stuff I would give to interview military personnel coming on board. Uh, From there, I went to NAVCOM Stay Phil. Now, the military likes to abbreviate. I picked up on that Phil, and I thought, Philadelphia, here I come. Boy, and I'm a patriotic guy. Yeah. You know? NAV for Naval. Com for communications, stay for station, Phil, Philadelphia. Well, when I landed in Guam, right after a typhoon had gone through and waded into the the head, that's a Navy lingo for bathroom, Right. I realized that Phil must not be Philadelphia. Yeah, I guess not. It was called the Philippines. Ah. Yeah. Got the Philippines in a place called San Miguel. Now, you've got to be careful. Philippines has a beer called San Miguel. Okay. And, and it's kind of potent, they tell me. <laughs> they tell you. Huh? They tell you that. <laughs> From Philippines, I went to Taipei, Taiwan. Yeah. Wow. Loved that tour. Not that I did. I don't want to say publicly that I didn't like the Philippines. It was kind of hot. From Taiwan, I went to Shelton uh, Ham, Maryland. Shelton Ham, Maryland is hidden just behind Andrews Air Force Base. And there I met my wife, Carol, and married her. And we just celebrated 56 years on March last month. Good. See, I remember some things. Yeah. From there I went. You don't have any choice on that one. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I'll remember that next time in the restaurant down there. from there, I went up to the National Security Agency, Fort, Moore, uh, Fort Meade, Maryland, and I did my advanced cryptologic training. And after that, uh, I couldn't believe it because I didn't even know this base existed, but they tried to hide us people at times. So they sent me to this base called Fubai. Okay. 15 miles in country from North Vietnam. It was South Vietnam. 
And that was a very – and I got to say, professionally, that was the best tour of duty I ever had as a cryptologist because everything I did, everything that we did there went towards really basically self-preservation right. of all, all of our resources, you yeah. know, that we had over there. And then I got my choice of duty and went to Etzel, Scotland. Um, I wasn't – they didn't have Outlander back then, so uh, – but that was a good tour of duty, Scotland. I, we actually went up to see Nessie, but the uh, Loch Ness Monster. Yeah, it didn't show up? or No, I think I saw a lily pad or something <laughs> like that. That was about the extent of it. It was a big one, though. And from Scotland, I went back to Homestead, Florida. for, um, And I got mad at the Navy because uh, Vietnam was winding down and promotions. And some of you military people, you veterans can relate to this. Promotions get stagnant and you're not moving forward. And I got out of the Navy, went down to Indianapolis, joined the reserves, and I stayed in the reserves and actually ended up doing some recruiting for the Navy out of Huntington Wabash, Indiana. And it was while I was out of the Navy that I moved back here to Plymouth and got on the police department. and was a police officer here at 76 to 79. Chuck Glob was mayor then. Yeah. I actually had a squad car destroyed in a roadblock one night. <laughs> And Chuck told my wife when he saw her at G&D that I was going to have to pay for it out of my my uh, salary. I think wife was a little nervous about that. Anyway, um, 1971, I got back in the Navy and went to San Vito, Italy. Beautiful country. Yeah. Beautiful country. You've never been there. After that, this was interesting. I had a volunteer. You haven't heard any sea duty up to this point. USS Dwight D. Eisenhower, CVN-69 nuclear power aircraft carrier, our uh, home port in Norfolk, Virginia. Now, I uh, part of the reason I went in the Navy was right after high school, I was working for uh, McCord Corporation in Plymouth. Yeah. And they had me on the, behind this great big tub of water. Mm-hmm. And these radiators come down a line, and I'd have to pull a radiator off, plug it, and attach a, a, an air hose to it and look for, put it in the water and look for bubbles. Sure. I'm not going to say that's the most fascinating job I ever had in life. <laughs> but it was the catalyst for me to go into the Navy. There you go. <laughs> and I, about four weeks of that, I said, if I'm going to work with water, I'm going to go in the Navy and there work you, with water. There you go. <laughs> Two years out of 28... I worked with water. There you go. You know, and I had to volunteer for that. (laughs) I went from uh, Eisenhower to Damneck, Virginia, and then finally to the Commander-in-Chief Atlantic Fleet, Norfolk, where I retired uh, as the Command Master Chief for the Naval Security Group activity there. For those military people, uh, a Master Chief uh, might be lingo they're not familiar with, they think of Army sergeants. Right, yeah. Master Chief is a E-9 in the enlisted ranks. E-7 is a chief. E-8 is a senior chief. Master Chief is E-9. Per- very, very good uh, career. I enjoyed it. And if uh, if they would call me today and had a good desk for me to sit behind, <laughs> uh, I would go in a heartbeat. People have asked me, why did you join the Navy? And this is a question I'm going to ask Pam when we have her here in a moment or two. 
and what I will ask every veteran, except that uh, might be Army or Air Force, Marines. From early childhood, I was fascinated with the Navy. I love to watch Naval War movies. Yeah. I, in fact, I just watched the other day uh, for about the thousandth time in harm's way with uh, yeah. uh, John Wayne, Kurt Douglas. Yeah. But one of the one of the uh, probably the most influential aspect of why I joined the Navy was my uncle. Mm-hmm. My uncle was in the Navy, and he would come home and leave, and he'd come down walking down Lake Avenue in his uniform, and I loved those Cracker Jacks, and uh, he would always come to visit me. You know, a young child, very influenced by sure. that. I have a picture, I can't find it now, I don't know what happened to it, but of me in my little Navy uniform with my tricycle. And then when my uh, grandmother lived on Pierce Street years ago, the old Pierce Street Bridge. Yeah. We would go down to the Pierce Street Bridge, and there was the Yellow River. We'd take apples and pears. Yeah. And Grandma would let me throw those apples and pears into the Yellow River, and I would watch them float away. Yeah. A couple weeks later, I'd get a postcard from my uncle out in the Atlantic Ocean thanking me for those pears or those <laughs> apples. Well, of course, you know, I never was smart enough to look at the postmark on the, on the back side of the, of, the, of the postcard because I'd probably realize it said Plymouth, Indiana, yeah. <laughs> not the USS Tripoli or whatever it was that he was on back in those days. But we all have, you know, all military people have a reason why they joined a particular service. And I think I think uh, bringing them in here and interviewing them would um, would be enlightening sure. to, to uh, some of our citizens here. Because like I said, that this is a very patriotic community. And I want to give you some examples of patriotism since my return to Plymouth. I returned here in 2008. I lived in Virginia Beach, Virginia for 26 years. Now, today, I'm wondering why I moved back. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I thought this was April. Yeah. 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 But uh, the snow might lead me to believe, lead me to believe it's entirely different. But I lived there. And I never experienced the same patriotic experience there that I have here. And, and Virginia Beach is like South Bend, Mishawaki. You don't know you're in one city or the other unless you see the sign. Right. Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Hampton Roads, very large military uh, area. It's the largest naval base in the world. But we never had the same type of activities and recognition for veterans like on Veterans Day. For example, here, um, when I got back, uh, uh, Blueberry Festival was still ongoing. Mm-hmm. And I rode in the Blueberry Festival parade with the veterans. And, Rusty, I want to tell you, I could not believe it. When we pulled out of uh, the high school staging area, headed down Baker Street, and the people were lined up, and then cut, went south of Michigan, downtown, 
the thousands of people that are standing there applauding, they're waving flags, they're yelling, thank you. Yeah. I had tears. Yeah. I, 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 you just can't, I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was so overwhelmed with, in the emotion of it, in the, the sincerity of it. The, the, the special ceremonies that are held here on Memorial Day and Veterans Day. We go up to the courthouse and they have the wreaths, you know, the guest speaker and the prayer. And then we go. I've been honored to be the guest speaker for a few of these. What a wonderful experience. And the people assembled out at cemetery sure. paying yeah. tribute to those who have passed on, you know, defended their country. The businesses that show their appreciation for veterans who offer them discounts on their purchases. Okay. I mean, I was in a business the other day. I wear my hat. I yep. This hat right here. Sure. Right? Wear that hat. Went into a business. They told me how much I owed them. It was less than what I thought I owed them. So I said something to my wife, and I pulled out their receipt. I said something to the cash register person. No, it's right. I pulled out my receipt, and I saw the 10% discount. Didn't even have to ask for it. Right. And you go out to the cemetery. My wife and I were out to my mother's grave the other day and my stepfather's just the other day. The flags that are out there on the veterans' graves, they're going to be replaced every year. New flags. For our veterans are... The men and women who have served and who have passed on. And the military veterans who wear their hats. The people that come up and shake your hand. The little kids yep. that come up and show their appreciation. It's unbelievable. I tell you, I was born and raised in Plymouth. People have often wondered, why did you come back to this small community? You know, the, 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 It's because of things like this. I mean, you just can't beat it. And I'm so grateful and so proud to say I don't live in town, Plymouth. I live in the country. I'm in Marshall County. Sure. Yeah. I'm proud to say I'm a Hoosier. I'm proud to say I was born and raised, and I return with the land I love, the town I love, the community I love, and the support. And it's this patriotic spirit. And I want our veterans to know how well they are loved and respected and appreciated. And I want those who aren't veterans to know the sacrifices they have made. I haven't shared any sacrifices with you, but there have been a lot. Sure. And I could tell war stories, but I'm not going to. I'll let somebody else do that. And every day I'm meeting veterans. They're coming that want to be interviewed. Now, speaking of that, before I get into something that is really, really important and crucial to veterans here with respect to their benefits, Pam Schweizer Betts, right? Yes. Did I get that right? Yep. Uh, is that middle name? Schweizer? Yeah. Is yeah. that German? Yes. That's, yes, that is, they're both German. Okay. Well, well I, would, I knew I was going to be right pretty close to the Swizer, but I didn't know about the bets. I wouldn't, mm -hmm. put, I wouldn't have bet any money on mm -hmm. that. But 
Now, Pam is the Marshall County Veterans Service Officer here, and she's been gracious enough to volunteer to be the first one, and I hope there are more to follow in months to come. Right now, I've been told that I can have an, an hour a month. That's, hey, I lo- that's great. Sure. I look, I'm yeah. looking forward to that. But Pam is going to, I've got some questions for her, and uh, uh, <laughs> we've been chit-chatting ahead of time. And, sure, yeah. Uh, and so, Pam, what branch of the military did you, did you join? I served in the Army. You served in the Army. Okay. And one influenced your, incidentally, you ought to get after Rusty. They didn't play the Army song this morning. I don't know what happened there. Miss Sam's happened. Well, you know. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It happens. We got to have somebody to pick on. (coughs) That's what I'm here for. That's That's my job. Is that a (laughs) bulletproof uh, glass window there? Uh, Yeah, for my safety. (laughs) Otherwise, it'd be just shots coming all the time. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what influenced your decisions to join the Army? I originally wanted to join when I was 18, and my mother put the kibosh to that. Um, and then after going to work and getting married, 9-11 happened, and that just reignited all the fire there to, to join again. Now, I know I didn't give you this question ahead of time, but Mom put the kibosh on it? Oh, yeah. What it was, was over her dead body when I joined any military <laughs> service. That kind of ended all of it. <laughs> well, I guess mothers can be protective at times, can't they? Yes, definitely. Most okay. Definitely. Um, now, obviously, you chose the Army over other branches of the military. What was it about the Army that separated you from as far as the Air Force or the Navy? It was age. I was 40 when I joined the Army. You were 40 when you joined the Army? I was 40 when I joined the Army, when I went in. Well, you're maintaining a very youthful appearance. <laughs> well, must be the good water you're drinking or something. It must have been. Okay, so that that's right. I think, what, 36 normally was about the that oldest? That was a cutoff. I had to get two waivers, yes. Two waivers? Yes. Wow. If okay. I scored high, to, high enough and everything, they had to give me the waivers. So you had to go in there and be very brilliant. Yeah, on all aspects. So did the Army offer you anything you wanted to do? Um, well, I wanted to go in as a combat medic, and that's what I was able to get because they, they were short combat medics at that time. So, see, you wanted to be what I wanted to be, but I couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. You got it. They were short. <laughs> they were short. Apparently the Navy wasn't short when I was in it. <laughs> they tell you where you're going to go and where you're going to yeah, be and what you're yeah. going to do. Well, did you, did you, uh, were you happy with me? Oh, absolutely. It was awesome. It was a great experience. Minus the injuries, it was a great experience. Minus the injuries. Mm-hmm. I only served two years. Okay. And I never deployed, never left our dirt uh, because of neck and spinal injuries. Uh, During training, you train very, very hard, and sometimes you get hurt. Did you do any repelling out of a helicopter or something? We did not do that. We did do repelling, but not out of a helicopter, no. Mm-hmm. No, I had a staff sergeant that had severe PTSD, and he got a little rambunctious one day and used me for a rag doll. Really? Mm-hmm. Now, so you were injured because of his? His training ethic, his, his training tactic. Okay. I, I think the injury was actually an accident. I don't think he meant to injure me, but uh-huh. there was definite injury there. That all. And so that resulted in a military uh, or a uh, medical discharge? Eventually, we were getting ready to deploy and doing our medicals, and when they started 
going through my medical history and looking at stuff, they said, no, you're done. How did you feel about that? Um, I didn't know how to feel about it because we were headed over to Bagram Air Force Base in uh, Afghanistan, and I didn't get to go with my unit. So I didn't like that uh -huh. at all. I didn't want to discharge, but I didn't have a choice. Yeah. Um, I met a person... You kind of they 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 transfer you as as a unit in the army. Is that how it was? Yep, our whole our whole unit was supposed to go as attached to the three eighty fourth MP unit out of Fort Wayne. Yeah, and we were coming up due. Our turn was coming up to be deployed. There was a unit that had just come back. We were going over to replace them, and part of my unit, a lot of my unit went. So you felt. I you felt didn't, bad. I, you felt bad because they needed a medic, and I was supposed to be there, and I wasn't. You know, that's one thing about the military that, and I met a man the other day that was wounded in Vietnam, two Purple Hearts, and I can't give any name, and I won't give any names, but the, I don't think the story is nothing wrong with it, but a lot of times we end up with psych, going to psychs, you know, mm -hmm. for psych evaluations and things like that. A lot of military people do. And one of the things that affected him was he wanted to go back. And the shrinks, <laughs> shrinks, I don't know if, I should, if that's right, but the psychologist couldn't understand why he wanted to go back. Mm -hmm. But he says, basically, if I'm telling this correctly, if you're raised on a farm or you fall off the horse, you get back on. So for his own mm -hmm. healing, mm -hmm. he felt he had to go back. And I think that's what I'm hearing you saying is part of your healing and is you felt like you were abandoning mm -hmm. maybe yeah, that is when it. you weren't. Right. It wasn't your fault, but yet you still wanted to do what My you... My job wasn't done. Your job wasn't done. So? Yeah. I and can do a, that job now. And there's a lot of military people out there that have lived that with that for years and years and years mm -hmm. because they still feel guilty. Mm -hmm. and, and that's the thing. We have, and I don't know if you can, you're going to address this, but we have some great psychologists and psychiatrists in the VA system up here in, in Mishawaka mm -hmm. that, are, that are able to help. Yeah. And veterans, some, some just don't know how to get there. Mm -hmm. And that's part of your job. That's my job is to help guide them to get there. Help guide them to get there. Well, since we're talking about that, then how did you, how did you end up the veteran service officer here from Marshall County. Uh, when I got out in 2012, I was volunteering with Kevin Kelsheimer out of St. Joe County. And the my very first day there, we got a distress call from Bud Ross saying that we, you know, we were missing our VSO. We need one or they're going to close the office. Um, the, the VSO office is sanctioned by the state. We are employed by the county and we report to the feds, including everybody else. Um, so Kevin said, I had a, I have a person sitting here next to me. I'll send her down there. He asked me if I knew how to get to Plymouth. I said, no, but I got a GPS. He goes, you go straight south on 31 and <laughs> you turn right. I said, okay. So I came down, I interviewed with, uh, Kevin Overmeyer and Jack Roos and the other, uh, commissioner that was in charge then. And they hired me on the spot with, uh, for a year under contract 
and after the end of that year, must have done good enough that they said, okay, we'll hire you on. And then you, they followed that up with training? I, I get training. Um, the majority of my training comes from the Indiana Department of Veterans Affairs, uh, DAV, and the American Legion. Uh, accreditation, I'm accredited through the DAV, the American Legion, and nationally. Okay. So. All right, so you got a lot of accreditations there. But because of the changes in the VA, though, it's always ongoing, isn't it? They change every year, and sometimes they change by the month. Yeah. So we have to watch everything that they're doing and keep our ears very close to the ground on stuff. Yeah, okay. Well, who, all right, let me ask you this. Who's eligible to receive veterans' benefits? Almost any veteran. Um, the VA looks at your time in service, your character of discharge, your current medical conditions, and uh, the nexus. The nexus would be the injury that was caused or aggravated by your time in service. So almost any veteran. Okay. Now, um, I guess if you, if, if you have a doubt, if you're a veteran and you have some doubt about your eligibility, the thing to do is to get a hold of you. Get a hold of a VSO. Get a hold of me. Um, you can call the VA Direct. Uh, the easiest thing and the best thing to do is go through your county VSO um, or a representative like the DAV or the American Legion that can help guide you. The VA doesn't tell you what process is supposed to be taken, and they don't always tell you everything that's needed. They'll give you the absolute basic of what you need, but there's other things that you want to get done first in the first aspect of applying for disability or VA medical. Let me piggyback on that, what you just said, because I retired in 1990. Mm -hmm. When I retired in 1990, I had an outgoing physical. And there was no, rec no encouragement for me to contact the VA. None of the doctors said, you know, you have this in your record. You need to contact the VA and file a claim. It's taken me to come back here to 2008. My cousin who was in the DAV says, Steve, I want you to introduce you to the DAV. I got introduced. I met the service officers. I went in with my medical record, the same medical record I had in 1990 when I retired. We went through it. They helped me put it together, and incidentally, I don't think we had the representation up at the, v the county VA at that time. That's so I ended up there, the, the DAV, two service officers at that time. I got my first initial disability. Now I lost a lot of money over the years because had I had that representation in 1990 and that encouragement, mm -hmm. I would have been able to get my disability rating earlier. Possibly. Possibly. But I know somebody that retired last year, 20 years. The doctors said this is something that's VA, uh, you know, qualify, you qualify for. Listed a whole bunch of them, told him what he had to do. He went out to the VA, and within 90 days of his retirement, he's over 100%. Mm -hmm. Now, people say 100%, well, then he can't work. What they don't understand, even our veterans don't understand this, do they, Pam? They don't realize that that 100% is actually made up of maybe 10% for tendonitis, 20% uh, for back, 
10% for this. It can actually add up to more than 100, but the max they'll give you is 100%. Yes, that's and true. And they got a, a, a formula for computing this out. Yes, and that form, formula is nine pages long. And you can help people understand that, right? Yes, I can. They, the VA looks at the body as 100% and then start deducting in 10% increments disabilities as to um, how well a person can have gainful employment according to their training or gainful employment at all if they're not 100% because of their service-connected disabilities for whatever happened to them in the military. It has to be an aggravated or caused condition. If it's not one of those two, it has to be secondary or somehow related to. It has to go back to their time in service. So your entry exam and exit exam in the military is super important. Your military medical documentation is super important. The VA has to make a reasonable effort to get those documents for you. That means they will try one time to get those records for you. So it's up to you to track all of your medical documentation. And that's and 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 I don't have it since you, you brought this up. Um, I was able to go back and acquire all my military medical from 1962 to 1990. Mm-hmm. I don't have the information of who to contact at this point, how to go about it, and you may know that and who they should contact. But I had actually had to go through a lot of my. Uh, my documentation and I would make copies and I would uh, upload those to my claim mm-hmm. and and uh, yeah. or you can tell the VA and the claim who to contact but that takes a lot longer if you can provide them yep. the information that's that's what's good um, let me ask you this what what's a VA a veteran can they get uh, how do they get into the like the clinic at South Bend or get into a hospital how does that happen? To um, If a veteran, depending on their discharge and their time in service for medical, they also look at your annual income, your gross annual income, and out-of-pocket medical expenditures. When you do an application to get into the VA medical system, um, you have to have your discharge paper, your previous year's income and out-of-pocket medical expenditures for the household. And they once those are submitted, you can get that through my office or you can go directly to the clinic to get that. Once that's submitted, that gets submitted to the VA and they make a determination according to your discharge, time and service, and the monetary status of things. If you if they deny you entry on medical, on just those aspects, what we can do if you had an injury during your time and service or if you had an MOS or a job that has a presumptive of a physical injury like tinnitus is a big one. Anybody in the Army, we are infantry before we're anything else. So we go through infantry school. Then we go to our MOS, our advanced training, which for me was a combat medic. Both of those are high yields for hearing damage. Um, So there's a presumptive in that MOS Mm -hmm. um, for hearing damage and stuff like that. Mine had the accumulation of the spinal injuries. So... um, if we can't get you into the medical system directly with just the application the way we're supposed to do it and you had a in-service disability, then we do the disability claim. And if we can get you service-connected with that disability, they have to let you into the VA medical system. And at that point, they should already have the application. 
Regardless of your income status. Regardless of your income status. You can have a million dollars sitting in the bank and it ain't going to matter. Okay. Okay. And I know I, uh, people have asked me this, veterans, well, do I make too much money? And I really didn't know how to answer them. I can say, well, uh, if you've had the jobs I've had, no, you don't make too much money. But, you, right. I mean, I don't get into their personal financials. Right. But, but uh, so I guess if you've got even 10%, and I think just about anybody can get 10% no, for their – that is not for, true. Not for tinnitus? It depends. They just changed the regulation ah. on tinnitus. Now, um, our training for IDVA comes up in June – We've had two pre-trainings for that training, which we've never done in 10 years. So it's a little concerning as to what all changes are coming down the pipelines with all the legislation that was passed that nobody really knows what all was attached to everything. Um, They are wanting to associate tinnitus with another medical illness, a physical condition, because tinnitus is so subjective. I have ringing in my ears just because there was an explosion went off two feet from my mm-hmm. head. Um, yours is probably from wearing radio headsets and stuff like that from the squelch and everything that you shouldn't be exposed to. Gunfire, obviously, small arms fire, uh, rockets, airships, flight lines, any of that stuff. You can get tinnitus from that. It's the acoustic trauma that happens to the ear. Um, but no, not everybody can get into the VA medical system. Not everybody qualifies for disability. That's why we got to, it's one shot, one kill to do that. You want to have all your ducks in a row mm-hmm. when you apply for the disability or when you apply for VA medical. Sometimes you got to wait to get into the medical system until we can get you service connected with a disability. So if you're listening out there and you're a veteran or you know a veteran, please, please, I encourage you to have them get a hold of Pam because as you can tell, She's an encyclopedia of knowledge when it comes to the VA system. Yeah, you are. And I, and she doesn't want to hear this. But the hand signals are telling me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't understand that. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, is that, that, that you want me to? No, that's a broadcast signal. <laughs> is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. Is that from you or her? No, it's <laughs> Well, okay, but no. Pam, I, I want to, I've talked to several people since I was given the go-ahead to do this, start this program here, and hopefully we can continue this. Well, Pam's helped me. Pam's helped me. She does a wonderful job. And there's no doubt in my mind she does a wonderful job. And I'm listening here, and I'm learning things. And, and, and what you have to stay on top of it, um, how many veterans are you dealing with that you – that you're responsible for. I mean, th- uh, number-wise. Well, we have about 5,000 veterans in Marshall County, but that's a very low number. St. Joe County has about thirty to 40,000. Elkhart County has huge numbers there. Um, and we, right now, depending on who the service officer is in that county, um, we're getting them from Michigan, southern Michigan. Uh, we're getting them from Elkhart, Kosciuszko County, Fulton County. LaPorte County, um, all over. I've had them from Tacoma, Washington. I've had them from, it, while they're still stationed overseas somewhere, I'll have them get in touch with me and that sort of thing. So it all depends on who needs what at one point, at what point of their service. How do you, how do you manage that? Obviously, they're not all running through the 
coming through the the door at the same time. So what? How do you? Okay, how can somebody get in the pecking order and get a number for to be seen and talk with by you and talk with them? Um, What do they? All they got to do is call my office. Call Call my office. Make an appointment. I'll call you back as soon as possible. Um, If I can handle it over the phone, we've been doing that a lot since COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, If I have to go out and meet with them. Uh, at the nursing homes, if I have to meet with a family, I'll try and meet them at the American Legion or DAV or VFW, wherever I have to go, the Council on Aging. Um, I'll meet them wherever they need to be met. But I try to do all of that in my office where I have everything set up to go as quickly as possible, and I try and get it done as efficiently as we can. Okay. Do you have your phone number handy That uh, off uh, the top of your head? That... Yep. My office is 574 935 8546. Okay. And of course, you can uh, always Google uh, the Marshall yep. County Veterans Service Officer. Yep. There's 92 VSOs in the state of Indiana. There's actually more than that because we've got doubled up in some counties. Um, but all you do is Google County Veterans Service Officer with whatever county it is you want to go to. And they'll, they'll direct you where you need to go. Or you can contact the VA Direct. 1 800 827 1000 is their number. Okay. Is there anything uh, special you would like to share with with our veterans before? Um, Anything that you can do to track your military career, especially medical, um, personal finances, uh, civilian, on the civilian side, medical, track all that stuff really well, pre-plan, get with an elder attorney, a financial assistant, and let them assist you, but track all of your medical situations, and your finances. Those are two big keys. Wow. There's a lot to it. There's a lot to it. A lot to it. uh, Pam, I really appreciate all that you're doing. Uh, I I appreciate uh, your willingness to come in here this morning and to talk with us. And as she said, you can make an appointment. Her number is 574-935-8546. And if if she does answer the phone... Somebody will. It'll be a recording. You just leave your name and telephone number, contact number, and she'll get back with you as soon as possible. Um, Pam, if you want to hang loose, you, I want to share with them about John Rodriguez. Yes, absolutely. Because you are very supportive of this as a mm-hmm. DAV Chapter 42 member. From, yeah. And uh, um, I, I, I've, al- I've already mentioned, alluded to, uh, do we have time, Rusty? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Um, my situation where uh, I got discharged, I didn't get any VA assistance uh, in 1990. I've got a friend who, uh, re- he was kicked out of the Navy. Well, I shouldn't say kicked out. Uh, but they didn't kick him. They escort- escorted him <laughs> to the door. Uh, because he had hurt his back on active duty, and they said, uh, you're unfit for continued naval service. And then he got a letter from the VA that says, uh, yes, you have a disability that is service-connected. However, you are getting zero compensation. Now, when I ran across this gentleman, I says, Richard, you don't know who he is, and I'm not going to give last names. He's not even from here. Um, he's from Indiana. And I says, uh, certainly that's that's not right. And he says, yeah, I'll show you the letter. And he showed me the letter. 
And I says, have you appealed this? I said, you've had all kinds of surgeries since then. And he says, uh, well, no. He says, why don't you come over to Plymouth to the DAV? We have two service officers. And I think they can help you. And he did. Mm-hmm. And they sat down with him, and they, they put that their claim together, sent it in. And, uh, and really, it was pretty quick that, that I, I got a response back from him. He says, you're not going to believe this. He says, Steve, he says, they gave me 40%. Now, and apparently got a, he got a check. For, and I don't know how much. I didn't ask him. But I was, I w- I was really, really grateful that he had, uh, number one, that I was there, that I'd asked the right questions. <laughs> and, and, uh, and that's what veterans have to do. We have to ask questions of each other. Are you, you know, are you, are, have you filed any claims? Are you a member of a veteran service organization? You know, veteran service organizations, we just don't sit around and drink iced tea and talk horror stories. No. <laughs> really? Really, Rusty? <laughs> wow. I know that's a shock that to is, you. I've learned something today. That's right. <laughs> yeah, we stick with iced tea. Now, I understand you can do other things with iced well, tea, and they changed sure. the name. Yeah. But I guess this is a rated program. Well, so. it's okay. Yeah, okay. We're fine. We're fine. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make is, you, you do learn things from each other, mm-hmm. and and that's what we're we're helping each other. That's what this is all about. And um, so, I want to share what we what the DAV here in Marshall County wants to do is we want to number one we need your help. We we need more members. I think all of veterans organizations, whether you're in the American Legion, the VFW. The DAV, the FRA, uh, I don't know what all is out there, but uh, these service organizations are are here. They all want to help each help you. They all want to help each other. And so um, is anyone be- better than the other? I'm not going to say that. I'm in the DAV here. I've also got an American Legion membership from the largest American Legion lodge in the United States or in the world, out of Lady Lake, Florida. Yeah, I'm a snowbird, but I didn't make it this year. But anyway, I'll probably change it over here to Plymouth if they'll have me after this broadcast. <laughs> we'll get a hold of John over there. Anyway, what we're going to do, um, there's a guy out there. He's a national service officer, John Rodriguez. Now, Pam, you can help me here. I'm, I understand the the local level you're a VSO. Then is, there's a state level, right? Yeah. Where they call them D. Uh, where they call them. Uh, well, at work one, they're DVOPs. Uh, John is going to be federal level. Federal. So that means he has a lot of experience, a lot of training. Mm-hmm. Probably knows the in and outs of the VA system. As good as anybody. As good as anybody. Well, we heard about uh, DAV here in Marshall County heard about John and some of our members actually went he's out of Chicago and Valparaiso area I believe heard about his abilities to work with with uh, uh, veterans and he has a very very successful track record of helping veterans get their claims put in and um, disability compensation so he's somebody that has been instrumental in helping uh hundreds if not thousands of people because of his years of experience. Right. Now, he's coming down here. He's volunteered to come here on his own initiative. 
He's going to come down here, and we're going to have him at our DAV meeting starting on the 13th of May, next month, at 8 p.m. He's going to work, We meet out at the Life Enrichment Center on Harrison Street, 1305, I believe is the address, West Harrison, at 8 p.m. He's coming for the purpose of helping veterans. We're hosting him. He's our guest. And he's willing to come as often as necessary to work with veterans. He's going to be a tremendous help to Pam, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You welcome There's, him. You've, oh, you've, absolutely. Yeah, because absolutely. you heard the numbers of people. Um, so if we can outreach, out touch somebody out there that needs help and they're listening to this, put 13 May at 8 p.m. And if you don't know what 8 p.m., that's 20 hundred hours if you still think like I think sometimes. All right? 20 hundred hours. Come, get and listen to what John has to say and see if he can't help you. I'm sure he can. Uh, and you do not have to be a member of the DAV. You do not have to be a member of the American Legion. You just have to be a military veteran. That's it. And if you don't if you know someone, if you're listening and you're not a military veteran, but you know somebody who is, share it with them. Because this is this is crucial. I really believe this is crucial because of the reputation this man has, the necessity to get people into our area to help relieve the burden that's on Pam's children. Now, I'll, I, I'm signed up. I'm supposed to go to training in June to become certified. Uh, after hearing everything that Pam has got to go through, I may want to rethink that. No, you'll be I'm fine. retired, retired. <laughs> you won't be for long. <laughs> she says you won't be for long. But, you know, it's because of the need. And that's what veterans want to do. So please put on your calendar. Be there. I must confess I won't be there. I'll be in Virginia. Got a granddaughter getting married, and I have the honor of performing that wedding. And so... Veterans, I yeah, you're you're playing second fiddle on this on this in this orchestra. I'll be in Virginia, so plan on being there. And if you have any questions, contact uh, you can you can contact Pam. She'd have some additional information, um, but uh, be there. It, it's very important. Um, as far as the future, I hope they'll allow me to come back here. I'd like to thank WTCA. Jim and Kathy Bodarf, and I've mentioned before, they're supporters, very loyal, very patriotic, and loving members of this community. Right now, I've got, we're scheduled for the fourth Monday in May, and the fourth Monday in June, and uh, they wouldn't give me a contract beyond that. <laughs> I don't understand it, but anyway... Uh, my vision of the program is to present what you, the veteran, need to know about the veteran benefits and other veterans-related information. Like I said, I'd like to invite veterans to come and share their experiences, especially how the VA has impacted their lives. Perhaps I can have some Marshall County Service Vet Organization representatives come in and, and uh, talk about their organizations if possible, I'd like to respond to questions. If you got questions, submit them. I send them to WTCA. I'll check with WTCA 
and if you get them to me a mo- uh, at least a, a week ahead of time because uh, it might take me a week to find an answer for you. I don't know if we'll ever get to where we can open up the phone lines. Uh, I'm not a Rush Limbaugh. I'm not a Hannity or uh, Anderson Cooper, any of those guys. So I don't want to get into any discussions on politics, religions, or whatever. Yeah. This is strictly, you got a question concerning VA, veterans? Fine. Send it in. And if I ever open the phone lines, I'll address those. And if I don't know the answer... I sure know how to find the answer, and I'll get back with you. So the purpose uh, of is to inform you, educate you, and assist you veterans, if possible, in areas that concern you. I want... <laughs> That's my doctor, 0001. <laughs> you bet. Guy says, I thought you had laryngitis. <clears throat> More, but most importantly... I want to give you what you want. This is Build Military Veterans Hour. Not my hour. It's your hour. And I can come up with what I think you need to hear, but that is just me. You tell me what you expect out of the hour that is dedicated to you, the veteran. And if I can make it happen, I will. So thank you for listening. I'm sure there's more out there than just Rusty and Pam. I know Jim's out in the other area. Jim's in the other room, so you know you got him. You got him for sure. There it was. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope we have the opportunity in the future. Very good. Have a great day. You too. Um, Let's give something away since we're here. We've got a couple of tickets to uh, uh, the Stars and Stripes Comedy Club. It's at the American Legion Post 27. Uh, They're going to be... Having a, uh, three comics in. The headliner is BT. Tyson Cox will be uh, his uh, feature. And then the whole night hosted by Ray Hensley. It's uh, two shows, um, 7 and 9.30. I've got two tickets for the 7 o'clock show. So if you want to go, it's Saturday, April 23rd. That, uh, I guess, is this coming Saturday. So uh, Saturday, if you want to go see some comedy at the American Legion Post 27, uh, I've got two tickets for the 7 o'clock show, and you need to be caller number 6 at 574-936-4096. 574-936-4096. Caller number 6. Good luck. Hop into spring. You're invited to downtown Plymouth Friday and Saturday, April 15th and 16th. Treat Squire Shop has some great new items. Come in and check out Treat's nice selection of Skechers footwear. If you're a Disney lover, Treat's has Tommy Bahama Disney and Mickey Mouse shirts, along with Cubs Playball tees. Golf season is fast approaching. Treat's has a fine selection of Johnny O golf shirts. Hop into savings at Treat Squire Shop in downtown Plymouth. If you were allowed to and buying a timeshare, and want out, you need my help. Hi, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started the timeshare cancellation industry by exposing the ugly truth about timeshare and giving folks the straight facts. I've been fighting the timeshare giants ever since, so no one knows this industry better than me and my team. Today, we have 383 employees and have saved our clients an average of $65,000 in lifetime payments. Imagine putting those timeshare dollars 
charged back in your pocket. If you were told in a timeshare presentation that this was available today and today only, that timeshare was a great investment or your maintenance fees will never go up, call my office now. I guarantee if we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call now for your free information kit. 800-687-7979. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the pilot news. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the pilot news has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town pick up the pilot news call 936-3101 today and have everything in marshall county delivered to your doorstep the pilot news or text 574-307-6647. Let's get back to What's Your Opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty. Actually, it's it's me. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, let's run through a couple of things here as we wind this down. Um, we have food at the Elks Lodge on Wednesday and Friday, uh, serving to the public. And for Wednesday, uh, they got the tenderloin again. Uh, fish basket, uh, baked pork chop, the tenderloin platter, which includes the salad, potato, and dessert. Uh, they serve from five to seven. This is on Wednesdays. Carryout is available, so that is Wednesday's menu. And on Friday, all-you-can-eat fish, as always, uh, jumbo shrimp, shrimp and fish. Ooh, they have a couple of Swiss steak and then a New York strip steak. That includes the salad bar, potato, and dessert. They serve from 5 to 8 on Friday. Carryouts are available both nights. But that was the Friday menu, the Friday menu. Um, what else do I have here? I think I'm, uh, I think I'm kind of done. So, uh, why don't we hit the button? No birthdays today. Got to get them in here. Otherwise, you're not eligible for our drawing on Friday, which is four, four cupcakes from La Dessert Cafe. Also, free small drink from the Coffee Lodge. And, uh, so get them in here. We want to wish you a happy birthday. That's all you got to do is tell us it's my birthday. And you will be eligible for that Friday drawing. 
Same thing with anniversaries. Got one coming up. Uh, but none today. So get your anniversary in here. The the punishment is your wish to happy anniversary on the radio, and you're eligible for 50 bucks from Deaton Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home. We have that drawing at the end of the month. Now it is time for the Trading Post where you can buy, sell, trade, give away four items, four days, four frees, as long as you aren't busy for any of those items. Uh, we have for sale. I don't know. These look pretty interesting to me. Two brown leather lift chairs. They're two years old. They are in excellent condition. And they're $400 each. You want one or both? Call 574-540-2520. That's 574-540-2520. And that is the trading post for today. Uh, matter of fact, that's all we have for today. Kathy will be back tomorrow. Let me take a quick look and see who our guest will be. If I can make the mouse point there. Yes, I did. Wow, I'm getting better. It's going to be the commissioners coming in tomorrow. It's what I thought, but I wanted to check. So uh, make sure you stay tuned for that tomorrow. Uh, Kathy will be back, and one of the commissioners will be in, and we'll just have a we'll have a lot of fun. Just a lot of fun, okay? Join us at 9. Till then, have a great day. <laughs>